Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from Neath the Fiery Cross on a hillside in an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Where you heard about the Battle of Old New Leagues Where old General Jackson gave the British beans The Yankees did the red coat Stumps to stick for the catch Pop the pound and then they rolled them up the creek Wash them up the gum tree, cootie on the stump Wash them up the gum tree, cootie on the stump Wash them up the gum tree, cootie on the stump Over double troubles in Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show Right here on White Pride Radio I am your host Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, This is Not About the Migrants. Since April, thousands of migrants have been bused to Democrat-controlled sanctuary areas like New York City, Chicago, and Washington, D.C., sent north by border state governors to send a message and call needed attention to the overwhelming numbers of migrants illegally entering our nation across its southern border because of President Biden's failed policies. Those transfers have, in turn, drawn the melodramatic ire of Democrats who responded with accusations against Republican governors of cruelty using migrants as political pawns. Perhaps none of these moves have riled Democrats more than Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' recent flying of 50 migrants to the liberal Democrat enclave of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. Democrats supposed beef with Governor Santos at least publicly, runs the gamut from accusations of exceeding his authority to extend funds to luring migrants onto the flight with misleading promises to Crowley using the migrants as pawns for political gain. Now comes their latest attack, a letter sponsored by Representatives Jerry Connolly, Virginia, Sylvia Garcia of Texas, and Ted Lieu of California, and Mondaire Jones of New York, further signed by 41 Democrat members of Congress, oddly only one from Florida, and addressed to Attorney General Merrick Garland, asking the Department of Justice to investigate these migrant flights for any evidence they may have violated federal law. Let no one be under any illusions. This is not about the 50 migrants Governor DeSantis flew to Martha's Vineyard. 
They'd care less about helping the migrants than citizens of the vineyard did. This is about Democrats pulling out all the stops to hamstring Governor DeSantis, who they tactically know could well be the Republican and very popular presidential nominee for 2024. It is he whom Democrats seek to attack, and most of all, work to diminish. Any doubts? Watch how progressive media cover Governor DeSantis as Florida recovers from Hurricane Ian. On a whole, Democrats attacking the governors for orchestrating these transfers to call attention to the overwhelming migrant flow is already tin-eared. Americans from all the demographics and political persuasions across the nation very well understand, just as the governors do, that the nation faces an immense challenge with illegal immigration. Democrats could better serve their constituents by following, by focusing on the issues created by the continuing border surge than by spending unproductive time and resources dogging the governors for calling attention to it. Governor DeSantis from Florida and Governor Abbott from Texas and Ducey from Arizona are succeeding in exposing the nation to what the border states have endured with the difficulties, issues, and burdens caused as a direct result of President Biden's border policies. While Vineyard Democrats were rattled by 50 migrants, border states are on pace for 2 million-plus migrants in 2022 alone, after 1.7 million in 2021, with no outrage, empathy, or action from Democrat lawmakers. If the affluent denizens of the Vineyard can't handle 50 migrants, how is the rest of the country, the less well-off part, supposed to handle 2 million-plus migrants? That's something Democrats avoid answering, and it underscores the merit of the governor's perceptive gambit to reveal the double standards of the progressives on illegal immigration, while leaving Democrats exposed as selectively outraged. It is also not a good look for the representatives to criticize Governor DeSantis and the other governors for their actions, knowing that the Biden administration has flown plane load after plane load, in the dead of night no less, to destinations across the U.S. to offload these migrants on someone else. Do President Biden and Democrats think cities like El Paso, Yuma, Eagle River, and Del Rio, to name a few, are more prepared to deal with the enormous numbers of migrants than a preposterous, preposterous, wealthy, and liberal location like Martha's Vineyard, or a Democrat-controlled city that declares itself a sanctuary? Lastly, also given the illicit flow of drugs, namely fentanyl, it is sinful what the administration is not doing or what Congress is not demanding be done to protect and defend Americans by securing the border. 
The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that more than 108,000 Americans died of drug overdoses between February 21 and February 2022. Of those, more than 70% involved fentanyl and other synthetic opioids, much of which is smuggled in across the southern border. Customs and Border Control agencies seized an unprecedented 10,500 pounds of the deadly drug in 2021, and seizures have already surpassed 12,000 pounds so far in 2022. The most fentanyl ever seized in a single year in the United States, and enough to kill the entire U.S. population eight times over. A memo circulating on Capitol Hill reads, The bipartisan American solution is straightforward. Secure the border, and with that, stop or at least reduce the flow of illicit drugs. The problems with President Biden's open border policies are real and deserve solutions for the common and greater good of all American citizens. These governors have drawn rightful and much-needed attention to the issue for the nation by, admittedly, somewhat unconventional and unexpected means. But every minute Democrats spend grumbling, now with this latest House Democrat letter to the DOJ about the governor's efforts to compel a national conversation and action to deal with this humanitarian and security debacle is another minute spent avoiding the actual challenges and costs to the nation of President Biden's disastrous open border policy. From a cabin deep in the Appalachian Mountains, listen to Freedom Rings with your host, Tommy Freedom, every week on White Pride Radio, only on com. Fighting hard for your rights every day. Oh, Canada. Looking for a fight? You'll find it. With Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio. Only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Now, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you for sticking around. I see the commercials there. Uh, thank goodness 
uh, we are back to not having an echo uh, on the show. Uh, the last two episodes, the last two shows, uh, last week they had quite the echo. It sounded like I was in a cathedral. Uh, I explained that uh, uh, my fiancé and myself uh, have moved. Uh, we moved to a different town, not far from where we were, but uh, a different town nonetheless. And we left a place that was totally furnished. And uh, we moved into a place that uh, wasn't furnished. And uh, we are starting to get uh, our furniture coming in. Uh, we are waiting on one more piece of furniture and the apartment will be uh, complete. Uh, now there is still kind of a little bit of maybe a hall. Uh, we on the third floor. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful apartment though. Uh, it's well worth the steps. and has half moon bath above the uh, windows and... Uh, Anyhow, uh, I'm just uh, excited about moving, uh, being in a different I'm more excited that uh, we finally got rid of the echo uh, here on the show, so that's great. Uh, first of all, after this evening, it was sent to me from a loyal listener and uh, good brother uh, to, uh, to the show here, uh, Freedom D. Now, as you know, I don't give out people's last names. Uh, I don't, even if it's not, uh, you know, like a... Uh, a true name, like a, a birth given name, I still don't give out the uh, whole um, name because in today's times, uh, we have to really be careful and I surely would not want uh, uh, any harm coming uh, to anyone that I had, would mention on the show. So uh, I don't give uh, full names, but uh, Freedom D, you know who you are. Uh, I've, you've uh, sent in uh, articles to the show before, so I'm sure uh, all my listeners uh, know who you are. Uh, this article uh, comes from the New York Post. Now, I've seen uh, this article on different news outlets, uh, and I went through, and it looked like this uh, New York Post article that uh, Freedom D uh, sent in. And what's the best one? Uh, the best one. So uh, thank you, uh, Freedom D, for sending this article. I'm sure as soon as I read the headline to this that many people will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but the headline is, Vice President Harris slammed for saying Hurricane Ian aid should be based on equity. Oh, that's right, folks. Uh, this is what this half-breed uh, 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 vice president in name only, old uh, cackle, uh, old cackle mouth, now, this, this come out of her mouth, based, based on equity. Uh, so what, what are we saying here? Uh, what, what is this half-breed uh, suggesting? That uh, Ian hit uh, um, minorities harder uh, than white people? Uh, let's get into the article and see, because, you know, I honestly don't know how uh, anyone in our government, or anyone, period, could turn a natural disaster that cost people, some people, their lives, their properties, uh, their employment. And then you have cackle brain here, half-breed, turning it into a race subject. Uh, this is unbelievable. Uh, Vice President Harris came in for a torrent of criticism after telling an audience that communities of color would be the first in line for relief in the devastating aftermath of Hurricane Eden. I, yeah. Ian, yes. Excuse me. 
Uh, this article, it, it just really irritates me uh, that she could say, and you know what, I'll say this too, communities of color are going to get uh, the biggest help. You know, uh, communities of color probably have many housing projects. So, you know, uh, if you want to talk about helping communities of color, uh, these people, um, and I'm not saying all of them, but you've seen projects before. These people are deadbeats. Drug dealers. You know, they might make a million dollars a month pushing their dope on uh, white kids and live in the projects where they don't have to claim their dope money and then get to live there for a couple of bucks a month. And now old Cacklebrain here, uh, half-breed, wants to help minorities first. Now, you know, how much sense does this make? Why would you rebuild... Um, uh, I don't know how to put this... Uh, uh, inferior people's communities first. People that don't work first. Uh, people that already get enough uh, uh, food stamps, health insurance, clothing, housing for nothing, and then help them first. Wouldn't you think that uh, Cacklebrain here would be able to figure out that maybe you want to help the white communities first because it is whitey that carries all of these uh uh, non-white cockroaches in America, we carry them all, wouldn't you think that um, she would be smart enough to think maybe we better get the white people uh, uh, fixed up here first so they can continue to carry these non-white degenerates in our country, our white Christian country. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, she said, we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, she said during a discussion with uh, Payanka Chopra at a Democrat National Committee Women's Leadership Forum on Friday. If we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we need to take into account those disparities and do that work, she added. Harris' remarks immediately came in for backlash, including from Christina Pushaw, Rapid Response Director for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Part of a destroyed mobile home... Oh, okay, never mind. This uh, uh, that, that went to a, uh, a picture, showing a picture... Um, this uh, uh, Christina Pushaw, uh, uh, Rapid Response Director for uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, said, This is false. Vice President's rhetoric is ca causing undue panic and must be clarified. FEMA individual assistance is already available to all Floridians impacted by Hurricane Ian, regardless of race or background. Pushall said. Uh, Sudden and Dehum, a fellow of the American Enterprise Institute, added that real people don't talk like this. Harris's remarks spark, uh, sparked backlash, 
if a hurricane hits a state, we should expect the government to help all of those affected, black, brown, white, purple, green, he said. Even Elon Musk, the world's richest man, chimed in, saying resource allocation should be according to greatest need, not race or anything else. Now, you know, not only just what was said there, but like I said, wouldn't you think you would uh, rebuild the backbone of any area? And by backbone, I mean whitey. Uh, you know, it's not racist to say that. You know, so many non-whites live here in America. Um, uh, they've rode the shirt tails of whitey now uh, for a couple hundred years. They've rode the shirt tails of whitey, and they've come to expect, and uh, th that's what it is. They come to expect whitey uh, to always take care of them, yet uh, kick us in the nuts at every turn. You know, whitey's racist. Hey, whitey, can let me get that. Hey, whitey, can I get this? Hey, whitey, where's the next handout? Yet we're racist. You know, every non-white that's in America today, and I'm not saying all non-whites are ungrateful, because they're not. Uh, they're not. There, there are ones that uh, do realize uh, where everything comes from, where all the ingenuity, the architecture, every, everything, inventions, everything come from. Whitey. So, you know, uh, and I say this on the show all the time, instead of being called a racist, a bigot, a hater, a white supremacist, how about a thank you? And you don't even have to say thank you, sir. Just how about a thank you for carrying the dead weight that we do? And that, like I said, you have a half-breed cacklehead uh, wants to take care of the minorities first. Uh, good God, well, we've been taking care of the minorities forever here in America. Well, not forever, but, uh, you know, immigration at one time in America was limited to uh, white Europeans that were coming here to work, uh, uh, wanted to build uh, on America, was proud of America, its culture, its history. They were proud people coming here, Europeans. Uh, they were coming here to build a life, not... Uh, uh, coming here to, um, you know, uh, ride the shirt tails of anybody. They were coming here, they wanted to hold their own. Uh, you know, they didn't want, uh, well, you know, white Europeans uh, coming from uh, uh, white European co uh, countries immigrating here, they were our, and are our brothers and sisters. Uh, blood, the brothers and sisters. Uh, as I've mentioned on the show several times, uh, I am a Christian identist, and my belief is that uh, God's chosen people of spoken of in the Bible, they weren't the Jews. The Jews killed Jesus. God hated the Jews. It's not the Jews. Israel was a place, not a per or a person, not a place. Uh, you know, uh, the Jews spoken of in the Bible aren't the Jews that are here today. Uh, so my my belief is we it was a well that's why it was a right white Christian country because the European immigrants that came they were white they were Christian. Uh, 
uh, you know, they fit in. You know, uh, for, like these non-whites, and we'll just use blacks for an example, uh, not just to pick on them, but uh, we'll use them for an example. You know, if they wanted to be equal and equal people, they would have to be around their own uh, people. The people that share their culture, their heritage, their history. That's where they would fit in. Uh, you, and it's not racist to say, you cannot expect uh, to make an inferior race equal to a superior race. Uh, but they're uh, old cacklehead, a half-breed uh, vice president. Help the deadbeats first. Uh, again, that article was sent to me from Freedom D. Uh, thank you, Freedom D, for sending that article. Uh, that was a very good one to start the show with because uh, uh, that kind of got me fired up and ticked off. And, you know, I'm really not uh, the only person uh, to be ticked off. You know, I'm not the only person uh, to be sick and tired of 13% of our American population, 13% of the, well, I won't say American population, 13% of the population that's uh, uh, in America, causing over 50% of our crimes. And this is who Cacklehead uh, wants to help first. Now, these are stats, people. I'm not sitting here being racist. I'm not trying to be a smart ass. Uh, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your behinds. These are facts. 13% of our population, that's the black race, causes over 50% of our crimes in America. 50%, 13% causes over 50% of our crimes. The average IQ of the black race is 70. That's borderline retarded. This is who Cacklehead wants to help first. You know, uh, it's not racist to talk about who causes over 50% of our crimes. Facts and statistics aren't racist. You know, I wouldn't care if it was purple people that were 13% of our population and caused over uh, 50% of our crime. I would talk about what the problem is with the purple people in America. Uh, you know, if blacks were upstanding citizens and didn't cause the havoc and chaos that they do, if they were civilized, educated, and it was purple people, I wouldn't say a word about black people here. I'd be talking about purple people being the problem in America. Now, with uh, Biden's open borders, uh, we have more than just one non-white uh, race problem causing havoc and chaos in America. Uh, just like the uh, uh, commentary. Uh, what was it? Uh, last year, uh, 10,500 pounds of fentanyl seized at the southern border. This year so far, there's been 12,000 pounds of fentanyl seized. That's enough to kill every United States citizen eight times over coming across the border. You know, the, the, our government wants to talk about the uh, war on crimes. Well, where in the hell is the war on crimes? We have a, a, a president, in name only, that's giving out drug paraphernalia. And a few months back, he was giving out the little packet for the junkies, uh, uh, crack pipes, 
helping people like his son continue their uh, destructive behavior. Uh, then, just a few weeks ago, I did an article here on the show, uh, Joe Biden putting uh, vending machines for dummies so they can get needles and uh, uh, condoms and it's all kind of a drug paraphernalia. Now, I'm not for you, but, uh, you know, um, a lot of people feel sorry for the junkie. Now listen, I understand uh, addiction. I really do. But you know, when uh, an addict commits a crime, and they're picked up and they are placed in a county jail or, you know, uh, a state penitentiary, uh, that they are locked up for, uh, you know, even six months. They're six months clean. So, you know, you might fall on your face once and relapse. Uh, but that's one thing I don't understand about the junkie. Uh, once being clean that long, uh, that it, you know, uh, it's not... <laughs> alcoholism isn't good either. But the, uh, the junkie is where I really don't understand. And, you know, I don't understand uh, treatment for a junkie. Uh, they give a junkie uh, that's on heroin or fentanyl or uh, morphine, things like that. Uh, they'll give that uh, a junkie, uh, uh, what is it, they give them um, Suboxone. Uh, there's several other things, but they are synthetic opioids that still get them high. So what, how is that helping a junkie by taking one drug and giving it, uh, giving them another? You know, that would be like a, uh, an alcoholic, treatment for an alcoholic. Uh, if you drink a regular Budweiser... And you're an alcoholic, and you go through treatments, you want help, you want to stop drinking, and they tell you, well, here, drink Bud Light. That's the sense that that makes. You know, the deadliest uh, batches of heroin, and God only knows uh, uh, what else these days, you know, if a junkie hears that... uh, uh, there's a batch of uh, heroin on the street. Uh, let's say it's marked Lucky uh, on the bag. And someone overdoses on this bag of Lucky uh, heroin. This is where all the junkies want them. They've done it's killing people, and that's the one that they want. They want the, the, the uh, heroin stamp Lucky because it's killing people. Listen, again, that would be like an alcoholic uh, hearing that the beer distributor got a bad batch of beer in that was killing uh, alcoholics, would an alcoholic run to the beer distributor and say, hey, I want a case of that? So, you know, uh, the whole idea of addiction, and I really don't know how I got that far off on the subject, but I'll say this, uh, if you look at the pyramid, you know, when they uh, make a big drug bust and, uh, you know, they've been uh, staking places out for uh, months and uh, sometimes even uh, a year or two, and they when they're finally ready and they make their bust, and they show you that pyramid uh, of people from the bottom to the top, and did you ever notice that it's a bottom, 
The bottom feeders are whites. You see guys that could be handsome with uh, uh, pick marks all over their face, women that could have been beautiful or were beautiful at one time, pick marks all over their face. And as that scale goes up of to where this crap is coming from, the pyramid gets darker and darker. And, you know, at the top here you have blacks and uh, other assorted uh, non-whites. You know, they don't look like that because they know what this stuff does to people. They are smart enough. Uh, now, there you go. There, a black is smart enough. A black is smarter than a white that does drugs. That, that They know not to do it, but they'll push it to you, and you're dumb enough to do it. Uh, you're supporting the enemy. Anyhow, uh, this article, I just uh, found the uh, headline uh, funny, but true, very true. Uh, this comes from TheRoot.com. Now, I'm sure uh, this uh, sheriff got into lots of trouble. I can't wait to get into the article here and see exactly what this is. North Carolina sheriff, he said, I'm sick of these black bastards. That was his word. That's what he said. This isn't what I'm saying. This is what he said. He's sick of these black bastards. And this is law enforcement. So, you know, when law enforcement sees, and you know, these guys are out in the uh, jungle, uh, concrete jungle, 24-7. These guys see it all. Uh, they see it all. They, they see every bad part of society. And they know where uh, uh, the society, they know where the cause of our society crumbling, to where our streets aren't safe. Uh, they know. So, you know, when, when the law enforcement uh, will make a comment like that, you know, why wouldn't white people in general feel the same way? You know, whites, we're not allowed to say, uh, I'm sick of these black criminals. You're not allowed to say black because that may, automatically makes you racist. But it's true. 13%, here we go again, 13% of our population causes over 50% of our crimes. Yet, as a white person, we're not allowed to say, you know, we're sick of these black people destroying our country. Uh, we're not allowed to say uh, we're, we're sick. And just like with the riots and stuff were going on in the summer of 2020, we weren't allowed to say, look, we've had enough of these black bastards uh, burning our cities to the ground, looting stores empty, and causing havoc. We weren't allowed to say that. We weren't. And why? Why? Why weren't we? You know, so this officer said uh, exactly a lot of people, at least in my circle, this, this sheriff said a lot, uh, said right here, what a lot of the people in my circle think, but we're not allowed to say. You know, we're not, we're not allowed to complain about 13% of the population. But you know what? If that 13% was white people and uh, uh, we were committing over 50% of our crimes, you can damn well be sure they would say the whites are the disease in our society. But since only white people are allowed to be, uh, only white people uh, are racist, we, we can't say the same thing. We can't say it. 
which is BS. This is my white Christian country. You know, if I have a problem with 13% of our population causing over 50% of our crimes, I'm going to say something. We have the right. We have freedom of speech. You know, we're not, we're not children to where we were run around with blinders. Well, you know, uh, it, it, unfortunately, uh, there are people like that running around with blinders going everything's okay as long as nothing's happening in their neighborhood. Uh, just like these Democrats with the immigrants, uh, they were all happy uh, with immigrants. Uh, welcome to America. Welcome to America. And it's like coming to Martha's Vineyard, the snobs, the liberal snobs at Martha's Vineyard. Uh, they were all upset about 50 migrants. And there's been over 2 million come across the border states. 2 million. And you got your liberal uh, uh, people at Martha's Vineyard, your uh, Obamas and such, that uh, was in uh, arms over 50. 50 lousy immigrants. You know, I bet a lot of the southern uh, border states, I'll bet their cities and stuff wish they only had 50. And they're not inviting them. They're not inviting them. It's the snobs, your liberal snobs like the Obamas uh, and Martha's Vineyard that are welcoming them. I saw an article, uh, that was last week, where uh, I didn't look at the article and I wanted to get back to it and I totally forgot uh, but it was something about, uh, they asked uh, Obamas to open their doors uh, to migrants. And I didn't read the story. I didn't get to uh, uh, see what uh, came of that or, uh, you know, we can imagine what the response was. Uh, but anyhow, back to this uh, article. The headline, North Carolina Sheriff says, I'm sick of these black bastards. How dare he? How dare he make a racist comment? You know, God bless this uh, sheriff. You know, these guys actually see what's going on. Uh, you know, uh, our government, may, uh, the mainstream media can blow smoke up our behinds all they want. Uh, but uh, law enforcement, when you talk to them, uh, you know, many law enforcement officers are like-minded because they know, because they see it. They see it firsthand. You know, I think a lot of uh, uh, law enforcement after uh, uh, the uh, peaceful riots uh, of 2020, the summer of 2020, I think a lot of uh, law enforcement, you know, that maybe hated uh, white nationalist organizations or, you know, uh, especially uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, God forbid. Uh, uh, the big bad wolf out there, uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, many of these, I believe, uh, law enforcement officers turn to places uh, 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 like the white nationalist organizations and uh, the Ku Klux Klan uh, organizations because they saw, you know, and, you know, not just law enforcement, a lot of people, uh, what it took for them was to see the news in 2020 of cities looking like third world countries. And, you know, a lot of people realize, wow, you know, uh, uh, I've heard the Ku Klux Klan talking this uh, for many years, what America was going to come to. And, you know, damn, look, they were right. Uh, and then better yet, uh, 
do you see what you know uh, when a black person uh, is killed by the cops or uh, a white person is killed uh, by a black do you hear of Ku Klux Klan members and other white nationalist organizations do you hear about them out in the streets rioting and looting of course not see there's a difference between civilized people and uncivilized. That's why there will never be equality either. You can't mix in uncivilized savages with civilized people, and especially when the uncivilized people can't even be educated. It ain't going to happen. Uh, this article here, uh, a Columbus County Sheriff has been exposed for some crazy racist remarks he made about two black former department members. Oh, these were uh, actual officers. Now, see, there I thought he was talking about crime. This is actual uh, officers. Uh, according to the NBC affiliate WCET. In the call recording, the sheriff accused the two of meddling with an election for his position as sheriff which he ultimately ended up winning. He also threatened to fire them. Well, you know, um, I'm sure there were many black officers uh, uh, that were all happy with the George Floyd riots, all in the name of uh, equity. Uh, a junkie overdosed under the knee of a white police officer. Let's go rob, rape, and loot. Uh, let's burn cities to the ground. We'll show them. You know, they didn't care about Junkie George at all. It wasn't about that. It was an excuse to go out into the streets and act like savages. Which I always compare to the place, I don't even know where it is, the running of the bulls. You know, where uh, uh, these dumb people think it's a great idea to turn bulls loose to run through the city streets or the towns and streets. At least those people ask for it. You know, they ask for the bulls to be released. Uh, we don't. And, you know, I kind of compare the bulls to, you know, bulls, beasts of the field. Uh, sure you know what I'm getting at. Uh, but anyhow, uh, and I've often said this too, I don't believe that blacks should, or any non-white should have any position of authority in America. I don't care if it is uh, the lead janitor at a McDonald's. If that black person is in charge of one other person, it's not going to go good. It's not going to turn out well. Uh, so here, you know, as police officers, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying all black people or all non-white officers are bad people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying on the majority now, when you have the statistics that tells you that the average IQ of the black race is 70, that means that the average IQ, uh, well, no, that don't mean that, but you, that means that you have a better chance of uh, law enforcement or you know anybody in a higher position, say a teacher, uh, for instance. You know, when you're talking about a race that can't be educated above the third grade in general, 
Uh, you know, they shouldn't be teachers. They shouldn't be police officers either. Uh, you know, um, suppose uh, suppose something happens and uh, you have a black police officer show up and just go crazy retard uh, with the retard strength and hurt somebody over something simple. Look, uh, <laughs> this, this isn't funny, but uh, in Chick-fil-A, I think it was. Now, the other year, they come back with a sandwich, a chicken sandwich they had. Uh, I don't know how long ago, but they come back with it. And, you know, uh, the blacks were beating the hell out of each other at the drive-thru in the parking lot over getting a chicken sandwich. And I'm not kidding you. I saw a picture of a black woman that rammed her car into the person in front of her and push them uh, through like a, a, a brick, uh, like little wall or something, to get her chicken sandwich. Actually, uh, this, uh, boy, I don't know how long, how long ago that may have been, because uh, I was co-hosting a show with, uh, and I will bring uh, this gentleman's name up, because uh, I know him really good, and we work together. Uh, it's this gentleman that actually uh, got me into... Uh, radio, uh, Mr. Kine and Dutton. Uh, I was a co-host for him. Uh, uh, Kine and owns Straight R Media, and uh, that was all like-minded shows on Straight R Media. And we know how that goes. That uh, went over like a lead balloon. Uh, Straight R Media was booted from about uh, everywhere. And uh, speaking of Kine, and I'm going to have to get a hold of that man and uh, see what he's up to because I often told him I wouldn't mind. Uh, uh, doing another show with Kynan and, and uh, being his co-host. But anyhow, this was uh, the, the time uh, about the chicken uh, sandwiches uh, because we had made a joke on a joke about it on air. Uh, that that show, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, White Revolution News on Straight Arm uh, Media, and we were actually making. Uh, uh, jokes and comments about all this fighting over a chicken sandwich. <clears throat> now, that got me way off target here again, but uh, just thinking of uh, uh, Mr. Dutton and uh, uh, the great time that we had doing a show, I, I, I had to get a hold of him and uh, see what he's up to. Uh, maybe have him do a piece uh, here on the Rust Belt Klansman show uh, if he is available uh, to do so. He is very busy as well, fighting for our race, a very, uh, uh, a very, very upstanding individual uh, he is. He uh, fights for our race tooth and nail uh, every day. Uh, a really good guy. Uh, so actually, uh, there, if you uh, see him uh, on VK, he is on VK uh, as well. If you see the name Kine and Dutton, uh, friend him and just tell him Paul Brown. Uh, said he was a really good guy that he would accept your friend request and uh, uh, kind and uh, is one that you would want to be friends with uh, a, a really good uh, down to earth guy anyhow back to this article I got way off track but you know how it is sometimes when you reminisce about something that you did years ago uh, like, like an article sometimes will take me back to uh, uh, something I did years ago on radio uh, and I get excited about that because I think, you know, uh, when I first started radio, 
uh, I was shy. I didn't know uh, very much. And I remember doing that show with Tynan, and I asked Tynan, I said, please don't ask me any questions that I ain't going to know the answer to, because I don't, didn't want to look stupid. And uh, Tynan said, listen, he said, you say what you uh, need to say. He said, don't worry about uh, how you sound. He said, I certainly won't put you on the spot. Uh, but he had told me, he said, uh, uh, you say what's on your mind, don't worry about what other people say. He said, uh, you know, if you start getting booted from uh, different platforms and this and this, he said, then you know you're doing good. You're doing your job because uh, uh, the leftists don't want you uh, uh, to give your voice. And, uh, you know, I, I get just as excited today doing a show uh, as I did back then. Uh, just have that... Uh, I don't know, need to want my white brothers and sisters to know actually what's going on and uh, for them to know that, hey, listen, you're not alone with your thoughts. Just like this sheriff, uh, his comments, big deal. That's his opinion. Uh, he's worked with these uh, two black officers before. I'm not even going to get into the rest of the uh, uh, article but, you know, I don't see anything wrong with what this sheriff said. Nothing. Uh, he's entitled to his opinion. And, you know, I don't know any uh, person that could look at the statistics of crime, who's causing the crime, and not have a problem with that. I really don't. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> here's a good one. Uh, you know, you've often heard me say uh, on the show that uh, the Jew has been kicked out of 109 countries. Kicked out of, right on the end of the boot to the behind, kicked out of 109 countries. And I often said, you know, America would be much better off if we made it to 110. Instead of relying on uh, the Jew. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. We know what the G is about. It's not good to be controlled by the Jews. And yet we are. Except for this place. This comes from uh, the news source DailyMail.com. The headline to this is, Law student groups at Berkeley amend bylaws to develop Jewish-free zones. No Jews allowed. Uh, I love it. Uh, Berkeley Law student groups adopt bylaws to develop uh, Jewish-free zones to ensure safety of Palestinian students as Jewish school dean would technically be banned. Uh, several student groups at the University of California, Berkeley Law School have adopted a bylaw prohibiting pro-Israel speakers at events. And you heard me say that, too, as well. Uh, Israel was a person, not a place. Uh, written by Berkeley Law Students for Justice in Palestine, the bylaw is meant to ensure the safety and welfare of Palestinian students on campus. I could care less about that. Uh, you know, uh, I'm for uh, whitey. I'm for my race. You know, I don't care about the Palestinians either, but, you know, I'm all for the uh, uh, this anti-Jew rhetoric we hear so much today about anti-Semitism. Uh, 
anti-Semitism. Like we're supposed to uh, uh, be forced to like the Jews. You know, I'm not saying go uh, uh, intimidate Jews. I'm not saying go beat up Jews. I'm not saying burn synagogues. I'm not saying go and shoot up uh, uh, synagogues. I'm not saying spray paint swastikas on their tombstones. I'm not saying that, but we don't have to like them. Especially when you're at least a little bit, and you only have to be a little bit versed in the Bible to understand. To understand. Uh, but anyhow... Uh, that article I'm not even going to finish uh, either because the main point of that was, uh, you know, I thought this this is great, this is great. But I didn't know it was to protect Palestinian students. I thought they were just sick of uh, the influence of the Jew in their schools, which is the reason for the push for critical race theory, the push uh, uh, to uh, uh, molest your children in school. Uh, to, uh, well, yeah, molest their minds and molest their bodies. That's what the public school system does. And guess who started it? Guess where all of this comes from? Guess who um, uh, incited the blacks to burn cities and loot stores over a, a junkie overdosing under the knee of a police officer? Guess who? Guess who runs Hollywood? All this filth that you see on TV. Uh, guess who runs pornography? Uh, guess who runs the commercials that you see with homosexuals all over them? Uh, mixed race couples. And you know, when uh, the Jew runs Hollywood as well, the Jew runs media. Now, you know when the Jew is pushing multicultural, or when the Jew is pushing miscegenation, that should tell you that they know damn well that that is a sin. One of the two uh, biggest sins spoken of in the Bible, miscegenation and homosexuality. You know, if it wasn't a sin, they wouldn't have to uh, put it on TV uh, like it's really cool. Uh just like the homosexuality. But anyhow, uh, this is all because of the Jew. Why do you think they've been kicked out of 109 countries? Uh, ask yourself this. Uh, why did they kill Jesus? And uh, a bigger question you should ask yourself is, why would God consider the people that killed his son his chosen people? Think about it. You know, uh, my religious beliefs, but sometimes I will add uh, where and why uh, I come to the conclusions that I come to. Because, you know, I don't want somebody out there saying that, uh, you know, this uh, Rust Belt Klansman, that guy on there, he's a, uh, he's a real racist. Uh, 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 he's an anti-Semite. Uh, you know, he, he says he's Christian, but he doesn't believe in... Uh, homosexual marriage. He doesn't believe in uh, race mixing. Uh, to make it sound like I'm some kind of a, a weirdo. You know, which they do. Uh, I've been called every name in the book. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a, a, a 
been a while, uh, but I've gotten death threats uh, or things I've on the show. Uh, you know, I don't care. Plain and simple, I don't care. Uh, I'm going to say what i got to say, and I have the right to do that. If someone is offended, turn the damn show off. All you got to do is reach over there and tap the Rust Belt Klansman, and guess what? Immediately, you won't hear it. Uh, you know, uh, I see so many uh, black preachers and rap artists on uh, a Spotify and a Podbean. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't listen to it if I don't like it, which I don't like it. Uh, but, you know, uh, I still have the same right that these people do uh, to get on and give my uh, thoughts and give my commentary on the show. You don't have to like it. Uh, I don't care if you like. You know, if you don't like what I have to say, then you're really not burning. I'm trying to target. Because uh, you can't deal with truth. You can't deal with facts. You can't deal with statistics. Now, uh, I'll say maybe uh, a little bit. I'm uh, out there maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit too outspoken. Uh, but listen, if I'm telling the truth, you can't change that. If I'm giving you statistics, you can't change that. You know, at least I'm not on here lying to you. You may not like how I present myself. You may not like how I present an article. You may not like what I say as commentary within that article, but I'll tell you what, it's truth. And, um, you know, if you are a... Uh, uh, educated person, you'll see what I'm saying. You know, uh, people like me today, we're, try we're being made out to be uh, like these idiots that we have no clue as to what's going on around us and that we're trying to stir up problems. And you know why they say this about people like myself? Because they know we're spreading the truth. They don't want the truth no. They don't want people knowing, uh, you know, like-minded people that are having the same thoughts I do, but they're afraid to say them. They're afraid of being ridiculed. They're afraid of being called racist. Uh, they're afraid of being called a bigot. They're afraid of being called uh, a white supremacist. You know, I don't care what people call me. I really don't. I truly believe I am doing God's work. I truly believe that, and I have been blessed. So, you know, um, uh, like the big stigma uh, with the Ku Klux Klan, I have no problem at all telling somebody, yes, I am a Klansman. I am a knight and a life member, lifetime Klansman of the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. I ain't ashamed to say that. You know, many people don't realize just how religious the Ku Klux Klan is. But, you know, uh, anyhow, uh, there went off uh, on another uh, uh, tirade. Uh, let's see here, we'll do this article. 
Well, for speaking of schools, uh, here's one. Uh, California high school football team told to stop running onto the field with the thin blue line. Like, told not to support law and order. Isn't that something? Isn't that something when uh, your children go to school and they can't show their support for law and order? You know what? What's even more, what surprises me even more is there's parents that uh, uh, see this and, you know, they're okay with it. Oh, it's just a flag. You know, many parents uh, to this school, uh, football players, they probably said, oh, it's just a flag. Don't worry about it, Junior. It's just a flag. It's not just a flag. It is a sign showing you that his school district, your child's school district, does not uphold law and order. They are looking for anarchy. Because there's two things. You either have law and order, or you have anarchy. There is no in-between. So when you don't support law and order, you're supporting anarchy. This is not an anarchist country. So, you know, uh, I guess that irritates me more that uh, the parents will see this and, you know, it's, oh, it's just too much trouble. Uh, too much trouble. I'm not going to call school. Uh, it's okay, Junior. Just a flag. It's just a flag today. Could be your life tomorrow. Because there are no law enforcement officers around to help you when you need it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, when Fentanyl Floyd overdosed under the knee of a white police officer, and uh, the, well, and it's still a big thing, defund the police, uh, Cacklehead uh, Halfbreed uh, also uh, is uh, uh, for that too, defund the police, uh, uh, she uh, contributes to an organization that that's what they support, defund the police, but there were many stories then that black people, you know, they wanted the police defunded, but yet when they needed the police, then they bitched because it took them so long to get there or didn't get there at all. You know, like I said, you either want law and order or you want anarchy. There's no in between. So when you're stupid enough to support defunding the police, you're asking for trouble. When there's no cops around, then don't call. And if you do call and they tell you, well, it's going to be a couple hours till we get there, don't bitch. Don't bitch. If you supported the uh, uh, defund the police, don't bitch. Don't say a word. Whatever happens to you, happens to you. If you're, if you're killed before the cops can get there, guess what? You ask for it. This article uh, comes from The Blaze. This also has to do uh, with school. Uh, the headline to this is, Brave High School Girls Volleyball Players who object to trans teammate using their locker room, now reportedly under investigation by the school. These young women do not want a homosexual in their locker room, and now they're under investigation. You know, that's unbelievable, but you know what I find more unbelievable? Uh, I'm not going to get into this article either, because this is the same thing I've said before many times. Uh... Brave young students, they say. And, you know, when I see that, I think, where are the parents? You know, children should not have to go to school 
and deal with a queer, females deal with a queer in their locker room. They shouldn't have to deal with that. Most of all, it's not the student's uh, responsibility to make sure that this isn't happening to them. Guess what? It's parents' responsibility. When you have a child, you are taking the responsibility to take care of that child and keep them safe. You know, I've seen so many. I did an article, I believe, last week about some boys. Uh, uh, a pedo-type uh, thing, a pedo trap to catch uh, 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 child blasters. And it was a teacher that was making sexual comments towards the females uh, in the class. And, you know, I said the same thing for that. Where were the, uh, these boys' parents? Don't anybody care about our youth anymore? You know, maybe if somebody stood up and actually cared and showed these children that somebody loves them and somebody wants to protect them and somebody wants to keep them safe, maybe they wouldn't grow up to be the hoodlums. You know, uh, it's pretty easy for a child that is neglected to, uh, you know, they, they have to get that uh, attitude that if uh, they're going to defend themselves, they're going to have to do it because uh, nobody else is around. And this is a problem with youth today. You know, uh, uh, kids come home, they go upstairs, they get on their computer, uh, mom and dad are sitting around, uh, maybe mom's... Uh, playing bridge with a friend or something and uh, dad's watching a sports game uh, after work, sitting on the couch with some potato chips, pizza, and a six-pack. Uh, the child comes home from school, wants to talk to the dad. He grumbles a little bit. Be quiet. Uh, I'm trying to hear the score. Be quiet. So the child goes up the steps and get on her computer looking up God knows what. Uh, this is where kids today find things like the uh, uh, pod, uh, the Tide Pod a challenge. And I don't even know what some of the latest ones are. There's many dangerous uh, things that the kids are doing today for fun. For fun. Why? Because mom and dad don't give a, a, a crap. They don't care. They don't care enough. Now, you ask this parent, do you love your children? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm like a mother bear. Uh, uh, my husband, uh, you don't want to cross him when it comes to our kids, but yet they don't. They don't do anything. I, I bet you if you ask this girl's parents or the boys that I, I talked about uh, last week that were defending their female classmates, I'll bet you if you ask them boys' parents and uh, these girls here, uh, the volleyball team, if they love their children, oh, yes, uh, we love our kids. We'd do anything for our kids. Well, I'll tell you what, if you want to do anything for your kids or, or you claim you will do anything for your kids to keep them safe, Get your asses into the school board meetings. Find out why. Now, if you're in an area that they're pushing critical race theory, uh, if, they're, uh, if you're in an area that your school's pushing uh, the LGBTQ plus P uh, alphabet soup uh, homosexual agenda, get your asses in there and find out why and tell them you want it to stop. And if they don't stop, homeschool. Here you go. Uh, you, some people, oh, I don't know how to homeschool. Well, I wouldn't know the first thing to do. Well, here, I'm going to tell you. www.whitepridehomeschool.com. There's where you start. 
there's where you start. Now, uh, uh, you can't say you don't know. You don't know how. Uh, you know, people like this, uh, when their children run off or uh, their children, uh, their white daughters end up with black boyfriends or uh, their son comes home uh, and all of a sudden he's a female wearing nail polish and the parents are looking at each other like, what in the hell happened to Junior? Well, I'm telling you what happened to Junior. You weren't paying attention to him. That's what happened. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, this last one, I'm not going to do this whole story either, uh, because the article is what I found. Uh, I don't even want to get into the story, because I don't really know what it's about. But the article, the headline, uh, this comes from ABC News. Dot go dot com. And the headline to this is, With anti-LGBTQ laws proliferating, older activists say history is repeating itself. You know what I find out about that? Uh, these queers, they ain't kidding. History is repeating itself. Uh, now, I don't know what for history they're talking about, but I'm talking about way back, uh, way back in biblical times, with uh, what God did to the homosexuals. Uh, to the queers of Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'm telling you, uh, you can bet your ass uh, history is going to repeat itself. Uh, if you're a homosexual and you think it's cool and you think it's fun and you think God loves you, uh, history is going to repeat itself. Uh, uh, start studying the Bible. J just go to the parts about Sodom and Gomorrah and uh, uh, what God thought about queers and uh, what God did uh, two queers, and there, I, I promise you, uh, history will repeat itself. Uh, you know, I always say they give these numbers, or, or they, and guess who's pushing this? The Jew. They give you these numbers and make it look like, uh, you, you swear by looking at the news and listening to uh, uh, Uncle Joe, that every, every other person in America is a queer. Uh, this isn't so. Uh, the homosexual uh, community in America is a minute amount. But see, the Jews and uh, mainstream media and Uncle Joe, they want you to think just about everybody's a queer. Because if you think, oh, hell, everybody's a queer, uh, this is the way to go. And I often said that uh, this is a fad uh, with children. Uh, you know, uh, children want to do anything they can uh, to shock their parents. And what better way to shock your parents to go home as a female and say you're a boy, or you want to be a boy, or to be a uh, male and come home and tell your dad uh, you uh, want to be a female. You want to start uh, polishing uh, your nails. Uh, see what would happen there. Uh, so, you know, uh, it isn't cool. It's a fad. Being pushed by, guess who? You know, that you hear a lot about that uh, uh, anti-sectivism in America. Well, you know, when you know where your root problem is coming from,
Who is anybody to force you to accept that, to be okay with that? Now, you know, uh, Americans today are being forced into accepting immoral behaviors. Uh, we're forced into accepting uh, our nation being invaded by non-whites. Uh, we're being forced to accept that... Uh, well, not accept... Uh, but our children today, many adults, whites, uh, are ashamed of their white race. They're, they're being made to be ashamed of their white race. And, yes, yes, he's promoting it. You know, uh, when you read an article and they say about black people uh, were pawns. Now, they said that a lot when... Uh, uh, Sleepy Joe uh, promised them all kinds of uh, this and that if they voted for him, and uh, they did. And uh, guess what? Uh, uh, Sleepy didn't uh, uh, keep good to his deal for them. They are being used as pawns. You know, uh, the Jews know that they could never influence white people. They could never conquer white people. They wouldn't have a chance. And this is what is happening today, and even down to what I was talking about, alcoholism, drug abuse, uh, pornography being pushed down everybody's throats, uh, the homosexual agenda, the miscegenation agenda in America. This is done to break us down as a people, to make us weak. Uh, you know, you're not going to defeat a superior race unless you weaken them for a while. And uh, this is what's being done, and, you know, p uh, people don't see it. You know, just like uh, uh, when the Chinese flu hit, uh, there was a certain uh, part of the Rust Belt. Uh, I believe that was uh, Pennsylvania. When the COVID hit, everything was locked down, businesses were closed. Uh, people uh, uh, were going homeless. They were told not to pay their rent. And then, yeah, guess what? Uh, th there was people on Social Security welfare that uh, didn't pay the rent because the government told them not to. And then when rent come due, when a landlord came knocking after the COVID uh, restrictions were lifted, guess what? They didn't have the back rent. And uh, out the door they went. Uh, so, yeah, this is what they're doing, uh, trying to break us down as a people. And they will use inferior races to do their dirty work, just like in biblical times. They will use inferior races to do their dirty work, or like here, um, uh, you know, when uh, uh, Israel will start things in the Middle East, uh, and then they, they can't hold up their uh, end, uh, guess what? Uh, they come to America and they send our uh, servicemen and women over there to get their asses shot off for them. Uh, and using inferior races, just like I said earlier, uh, the little whisper in the black ears that Whitey's the bad person, Whitey's racist, Whitey owes them uh, money. This is where it all comes from. Uh, and, you know, it's not... It's not racism, and it's not anti-Semitism either, to say that. It's true. It's the truth. 
It is the truth. So that, that's why uh, another reason, uh, if you mention to somebody uh, the religion, Christian identity, oh, that's a white supremacist group, or that's a white supremacist religion. You don't want to go there. Uh, they preach that the white people are superior. Well, look back through history. Anywhere the white man has set his foot, we have conquered. Kind of sounds like uh, God's with us, doesn't it? So, uh, anyhow, I will be back here uh, Thursday, October 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, two evenings from now. Uh, look me up on VK. Like I said, that is Russia's version of Facebook. Uh, where, ironically, you have freedom of speech on VK. Uh, you can find that in the Google Play Store uh, and download the app, uh, set up a, a profile, and sh uh, shoot me a friend request. Uh, I'm also on Truth Social. The show is on Truth Social. So if you have Truth Social, look up at the Rust Belt Klansman Show and tap follow. Start following the show. Uh, I am also on there as an individual uh, at Sir Paul Brown. I look me up and uh, I start to follow. If you have any news articles, uh, uh, any suggestions, thoughts, ideas, uh, something you want to get off of your chest, you can email them straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Very simple, all lowercase letters, heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Or you can call the show at area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voicemail or a text. You can text that number as well. And uh, as I always say, and I apologize, I just don't have time to uh, answer uh, that phone. But if you leave a voicemail or a text or you leave an email, I listen to all the voicemails, I read all the texts, and I read all the emails that I get. And uh, if you send an article, I most certainly I will thank you for that. Uh, if you ask a question, uh, if you have a question for me, and uh, you text it, uh, leave a voicemail, or email your question, I will most certainly answer that. Uh, you know, I don't say I don't answer the phone because I think I'm better than anybody. Uh, I am a very humble person. And uh, I know that if it wasn't for my listeners, uh, there wouldn't be a Rust Belt Klansman show. So it's not because, it, uh, uh, you know, I feel I'm, I'm any better and I don't have time for my listeners. Uh, when I'm sent something, I uh, always, uh, uh, like if it's a news article, I always give credit to the person that sent me the news article uh, and thank them. Uh, and it, it's great uh, uh, that uh, people, they're like uh, Freedom D., uh, sends an article, and, uh, you know, it just makes the uh, the show more personal. Uh, you know, I like to get my uh, listeners involved uh, the best way I can. And speaking of, uh, here very soon, uh, about a year and a half ago, I was doing a show called the, uh, Rust Belt Live. And it was a live version of the Rust Belt Klansman show. The layout was the same, uh, a commentary, news articles, and commentary, my thoughts uh, on these news articles, and uh, it was it's live, and I'm coming uh, bringing that back here uh, shortly as soon as I get a little more situated here where I'm at. Uh, 
download the Podbean app from the Google Play Store and search Rust Belt Live. Now, you may not find it because I did two shows on there. I did one called uh, Unfiltered Live. And for some reason, uh, when you go to search the show, it doesn't come up. But when the show airs, you will be able to find it. So uh, download the Podbean app. And when I start it, uh, it'll be Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And when I start that, uh, when the show starts, I always start 15 minutes earlier and play a loop of music until 7. That gives everybody time to get on there and look up the show. And then after you find the show the first time, you can tap follow. And you will be alerted every time uh, the show begins. Every Sunday, you'll get a notification uh, that the show is beginning. So, uh, and on that show, uh, people can uh, text message in, text-style messaging. Uh, everybody that's listening to the show can read everybody's text and what's going on, the comments and uh, things going back and forth. And you can also call into the show and uh, join me live on Rust Belt Live. So, uh, when I had when I was doing this uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if it was a bad evening uh, to do the show. I've tried several uh, uh, different uh, times and days for the show. And, you know, it really wasn't taking off. Not too many people uh, uh, wanted to, uh, you know, uh, commentary. Uh, Chris A., uh, a friend of mine on VK, Chris A., uh, you know who uh, I'm talking about. Uh, He was on the show uh, just about every Sunday evening. And, uh, you know, he wasn't afraid to call in and uh, give his thoughts and opinions. Uh, so, you know, there was people that uh, did. And you know what? If, if you don't like talking live on the air, that's okay, too. Uh, but you can listen to the show. Uh, so um, I'm going to give it another go and see how it goes to see how many uh, people I can get to participate and then we'll take it from there. But uh, anyhow, I'm bringing that back because the, the Rust Belt Klansman show here uh, is uh, doing fairly well. Uh, you know, it's not big time, but you know, uh, with the uh, uh, material that I do, I don't ever expect to make it big time. Uh, I'm not here, uh, you know, to try to make it big time because uh, I tell the truth. I give you statistics, and, uh, you know, uh, that ain't allowed. So it'll never be big time, and I'm okay with that. But it's doing quite well. So I'm hoping I can get uh, people uh, to listen to the live version of the Rust Belt Klansman uh, called Rust Belt Live. And it was called Rust Belt Live because uh, Podbean, as, you know, censored uh, media, I'm pretty sure if I would have used the word Klansman in there, it would have went nowhere. So it's just called Rust Belt Live. Uh, As I said, I will be back here in two evenings from now, uh, October 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Let's close this Tuesday evening show with a prayer. Uh, Brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. My God, you have declared your righteousness and faithful promises from the heavenly throne room. May my longing be in line with these things. I do not want to be overcome with desire for the things with which the world tries to distract me.
the world often places things before me that you have established for good and worthy purposes, yet my heart seeks after them in a wrong way. And the power of the Holy Spirit mold my heart to long for your righteous activity, and not in the longing of people who have no hope for a life beyond this one. God, guard my thoughts and desires, and channel them according to your righteous intention. May my hope be firmly rooted in the promises you have ordained. Amen. Uh, with that, we're going to close out this uh, Tuesday evening show. I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you uh, Thursday evening. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, White Power!